702. The Africa Report with Crystal Odison. Six minutes before seven, and this Africa Report is brought to you by SAA. The ones who fly SAA's growing route work, growing network are now flying to Blantyre, Lilongwe, Vic Falls and Windhoek. And of course as always we're joined by Crystal Orderson, our Africa correspondent for Africa Wednesdays. Uh, Crystal, the big story this week has been uh, what's unfolding in Sudan and I understand a number of South Africans may be trapped there. Can you give us the latest? Yes, good morning Bongani. So I've been in touch um, you know, with some in Khartoum. They they have been trapped. They said the situation was escalating. Um, they were running out of electricity units, out of water. Um, they um, used to just watch Al Jazeera, for instance, for their news and information. That is no longer on air. Um, you know, heavy gunfire. They can't even go out because they just, you know, they're too scared. Um, and so this particular South African I've been in touch with, you know, she doesn't work for the UN, etc. So of course, people are communicating and they are waiting for a ceasefire so that there's some humanitarian um, kind of corridors so that those that can be evacuated can. They are in touch with the South African embassy, but of course they're saying, you know, they're not getting that much information because, you know, it's not that many South Africans, um, and so they don't know if they're going to be evacuated. So very stressful, um, Bogani. They're really asking for South Africans to to keep them in their prayers and thoughts because they simply do not know what's happening. Um, it's like, and and they said, you know, they feel frustrated because they're stuck in their homes. They don't know what to do. And um, as you just mentioned in the intro, we it, it it's just I think the death toll is rising. They're giving a conservative figure of about two hundred. Frankly, Bongani, I think that number is much higher because we do see now that um, especially the rapid um, support forces, which is um, one of the groups, the paramilitary groups, they're moving from house to house. They're taking food. They're taking water. We know that senior um, diplomats have been attacked, including a UN compa, uh, workers. Um, and so this is people that are, you know, have, have, um, if you work for these institutions, you know, Bongani, you are, so to say, protected, but, you know, they targeting them. And so hospitals are coming under fire. People are trapped, Bongani. And I, you know, when I was preparing for this and just, you know, obviously getting voice notes from the South Africans. It made me think we, we've spoken about Sudan over the years from Omar al-Bashir, from his ousting to, um, you know, um, community groups and the army coming together, this pathway to a democratic transition. Um, and then, you know, these two military leaders, which is General Abdel Fattah, um, and then his deputy, the RSF head, Mohammed Hamdan Dagalo, they were comrades, Bungani. So literally, they've had a fallout. And I, I want to make sense of this conflict. But at the moment, I can't because we literally had two comrades who basically is fighting for territory and control. And that's um, the unfortunate part is it's not just one country that's been impacted here, Bungani, but it could potentially be a complete disaster for the region. It's a really worrying one, of course, because uh, one of those two men you are referring to has been quoted as saying, I'm not doing this because I want control. I'm not after power. And uh, yeah, read my lips as they say. Let's talk now about Nigeria. There's a strike there in the aviation sector. Yes, Bungani, and it's, um, you know, really not been good for domestic travelers because they've been unable to travel. Now the aviation sector, which includes pilots, 
outlets, um, workers um, and ticket sale operators, they're saying, look, we haven't been paid um, and we have to come out. Now, one of the big issues, of course, this is also the shortage of um, foreign 2020 to get their money out of Nigeria. Um, you know, last year, the International um, Airport um, Transport Association said it was assisting SAA, for instance, in its request to get millions of dollars back which you know could be helpful so that's just one of the many issues in the aviation sector Bongani. and then of course in a few weeks time the country will have a new president Bola Tenuba. there is a court case but the government officials told the media yesterday um, Tenuba will be inaugurated um, you know in four weeks time so this um, growing the strike in the aviation sector workers are saying we're going to continue with this indefinitely just simply adds to the long list of to do list for Bolati Nuba when it takes over from uh, Mohamedou Buhari Bongani. Crystal Alderson, that's where we'll have to leave it. We do apologize uh, for some of the break in the sound there. Load shedding and network quality being what it is, uh, that's what we have to contend with. But I think we got the gist of what's going on. We'll keep an eye on this story in Sudan and the South Africans trapped there. We're working behind the scenes to get in touch with some of them to be able to find out exactly the kind of distress they're dealing with.